And welcome back, everybody. I'm your host, Phil Walsh, and you're listening to another episode of Phil at the Movies. As promised, spooky season is off to a killer start. And today we're going back to the town of Derry, Maine. We're going to be visiting one of cinema's uh, creepiest clowns, uh, uh, one of the creepiest clowns outside of the Joker uh, with Pennywise, the dancing clown. And joining me here today is the incomparable Chris Evans from Gathering of the Geeks. Chris, want to thank you for coming back on the show and talking about it. Thank you for having me. It's always a blast to hang with you. Well, I love it. So. Well, that that's what I figure. You are, you're a fan of it. I'm a fan of it. You know, we're going to be dropping that joke, I guess, a lot <laughs> uh, on the show tonight. But uh, so, Chris, I, I was telling you off air. This is the first time I have I've watched it in quite some time from start to finish. And I have to say, I was pleasantly surprised at just how much I remembered enjoying this movie. Like it's, I've always enjoyed it. I've always thought it's one of the the better modern horror films, but I mean, damn, this is a really good movie. And I know it's not that old, but it holds up remarkably well. And and we were sort of talking about that. That it's, I think, probably the story, uh, among other things. But uh, just sort of quick reactions to uh, to it uh, after uh, revisiting it. You know, it's funny because I, I agree with you. I, I don't. It's not old. It's not. It's not that we're not that far from it. But it feels so long ago. Mm. I, maybe it's because the first one I think was 2017. Yeah. Second was 2019, and then it feels like five years of life just kind of disappeared. Maybe that's what it is. But revisiting them, I had a similar reaction. Like the first one, I adored when I saw it the first time. I loved it, and I'm I, I'm a big fan of the first movie, mm-hmm. or the first miniseries. And then the second one came out, and uh, I watched that. And revisiting that one was an interesting experience for me. Because when I thought back on it, like I didn't really like chapter two, but I couldn't remember why. <laughs> mm. So rewatching it now, while I found a new appreciation for it, I also remembered what bugged me about it. You know, and we'll just we'll dive right right there because that I I think we've had a we both have a similar reaction. The first film is it's a masterpiece. I mean, that's mm-hmm. an overused word, but I mean. To me, like I would put it in, the, in a top ten ranking of of horror films. Like, okay. I, I think it's that well done. It's it's scary and it's got a great story on top of it. But similar reaction. I never enjoyed the second one as much. It's not that it's a bad movie, and there are there are moments that like oh that's really good. Like there's that scene in the bathroom with with Beverly and the blood. Like that's to me still a generally terrifying scene in the second part um but I, I was thinking you kind of looking back on it, why the second one maybe doesn't hold up as well and i think it comes down to the lack of the of the kids i know they're the same characters it's the same story you know, it's just, it's it's all one story but it's the second half but i think i found myself missing the younger versions of the characters there's just such a camaraderie and a a dynamic that is not there with the adults. And I get it. There's a difference in the story and, and whatnot, but there's just, there's something indescribable about 
the chemistry between all of those actors and that particular set of characters at that point in time that I found myself missing. And maybe it's because it's, you know, a group of of kids going up against a demonic clown versus, you know, a bunch of middle-aged people going after a demonic clown. Like, I mean, maybe that's, you know, part of it, but I, I just found myself saying I, I miss the younger versions of, of these characters more and, and kind of almost wish we could have had more of that in a way. I mean, obviously it, it couldn't happen because of the way of the story, but I found myself saying, okay, I, I, let's linger on those flashbacks a little bit longer. That's a great point. I've actually thought about that too, but in a different lens. So for me, the kids are cast so well and they have these personalities that come through with each performance from each actor. When you get to the adults, it's not that way, in my opinion. And the energy of the, the version. So, okay. The way the kids are played, those characters, the way the actors play those characters as kids, to me, doesn't fully match the way the adults play those characters. And I know we're talking 27 years between, but at the same time, the spirit's not there. Like Richie is close, yeah. Bill is close. I didn't, it doesn't feel like Beverly. Mike is like an afterthought in the movie, despite him being the ringleader in a way. I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, Eddie is entertaining, but it's not Eddie. No. And I think, and I I don't want to put these actors down, but I also think it came down to the casting of the characters. Because we we have James McAvoy, who's usually great in anything. Bill Hader, who I have developed a love for uh, since watching Barry. And he's great. But other than that, the cast is kind of empty, in my opinion. That's a good point. They have such distinct personalities as kids. And again, it's meant to be years later, but that spark is missing Mm -hmm. in the second half. And, you know, I kept kind of in a way thinking to myself, all right, let's, let's get to the end here where they show like, I don't know. It, they try to have a little bit of it when they go to the, the restaurant and, and a little, and there's, it's, fun there. it's there. Like that's the moment where I'm like, okay, I can kind of see it's the same group of kids, but I mean, in many ways you could almost walk into this as just like, all right, a group of adults are just confronting Pennywise. Like I, I didn't feel mm-hmm. there was that connection. Like, I mean, not to draw any kind of dis- connection at all, but like, you know, if you watch the first Halloween and then if you watch either H2O or Halloween 2018, like you get that sense of it. Now, I get it. It's Jamie Lee Curtis from thread to thread, but like there's that shared experience, that that through line that like, Okay, this it was somebody in 1978, and then this is this person mm-hmm. in either 98 or 2018. Yeah. I had to get a Halloween reference in there somehow. <laughs> I respect it. You know, a good example that I just thought of what you were saying is like, I know this is a completely different genre, but you watch The Big Bang Theory, and mm. you have Sheldon as an adult, then you watch Young Sheldon, you have Sheldon as a child, it matches completely. <laughs> That is a perfect example. And, and you can't really say, well, that kid's a better actor. No, he's just a kid. He just, yeah. you know, I'm not saying he's a bad actor, but you know what I'm saying. No, I, yeah, yeah. And, and I feel like with the adults, you, you just don't have that connectivity, the chemistry. 
and it doesn't ruin the movie. That's not what I mean. No, 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 no. But it, it is a noticeable is downgrade the word we want to use. It, you know what? I'll say it. Yes, that was my impression upon completion of this one. That it's a bit of a downgrade. I, I guess it starts so high and it ends yeah. with such. Maybe that's what it is. Uh, 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 a, a stirring crescendo, you know, to, to draw on the music uh, metaphors. Like it, it only goes down the scale by mm-hmm. chapter two. And, and I mean, luckily, you know, there's enough, I think high moments and certainly scars guard um, to, to sort of wash away a lot of the blemishes, but it's, there's definitely a, a, a stain, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So we're, we're in agreement that the kids are definitely better in, I like in, in, in part one, except Georgie. You, you know that is a, a, an interesting point because I found myself, you know, again watching it, watching watching the second part, and then I specifically took time to just rewatch again that opening from the miniseries with oh, yeah. with uh, you know, you know, with Tim Curry mm-hmm. and. Yeah, this kind of may actually open up a larger point about the discussion of Pennywise's and whatnot. But something you had mentioned, and if, if I can, you put out a tweet that I thought was sort of it was gold uh, about like why is this kid talking? You know, I'm paraphrasing, but why is this kid talking to a clown in the sewer? And 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 that's I mean that's there. It's in the book. It's in the miniseries. But I noticed in the miniseries that there's more of like a almost a reeling in of Georgie with the way Tim Curry's Pennywise is. Whereas, I mean, it's there a little bit with, with scars guards, but it's almost, it's almost like it's too quick to get to the point. Like Tim Curry kind of takes that effort to be like, Oh, you know, that's wise of your dad, you know, don't talk to strangers kind of a thing. Like he sort of, you know, breaks down the kids barriers in order to get him to trust him. And, you know, and that sort of opens up, a, I think, a larger point uh, that I want to sort of take us on. For the record, I, you know, no one needs to come after me on, on with virtual <laughs> pitchforks. I love Bill Skarsgård's Pennywise. Mm-hmm. I, I think it is it's one of the best cinematic villains uh, of all time. It, it's it's terrifying. It's charming. Uh, it, it's a masterclass. Um, you know, Bill Skarsgård for the Joker, if you follow us on DC Un- Unlimited. You know, we do manifestations on Thursday for Bill. Uh, <laughs> but um, one thing I noticed, again, kind of just in the comparison, and even in watching part two, in part one or chapter one, Bill's Pennywise is much more animalistic Mm-hmm. Then he is a clown. I felt in chapter two, he leaned more into the clown persona a little bit more. I mean, it's, there's still the animalistic vibe, but I thought he was okay. A little bit more of the, I don't want to call him a prankster, but more of like a, you know, I don't know if playful is the word, but I would say like a sinister clown. That's it. That's maybe the, even Joker like would be. Yeah. Like, maybe that's a better way to put it. Joker vibe. Um, and one thing I've noticed about Tim Curry's version just over the years, then kind of been prepping for this, his is a clown 
throughout, but it's not like a, you know, I got your nose kind of like, I mean, there's a real dark undercurrent for it with his performance that in a way I, I, I find almost more unsettling because I mean, even though he's, he's a, a monster, he's an it, you know, whatever he is, there's something that's frankly unnerving about Curry in a way that just like, like Skarsgård is terrifying, but there's just, there's a, another creep factor with, with, with Tim's that again, I sort of in, in watching all of this, I was like, okay, there's, there were two distinctions and I get it. There has to be sort of degrees of performance, but I was sort of, I kind of want to go with what your thoughts are vis-a-vis Pennyworth, Bill and, and, and Tim and uh, you know, kind of where it falls along the, along the lines for you. I mean, do you, I guess, do you have a favorite? Because I, 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 I don't really think I could, I, I would say Bill is still my preferred version just because we, we almost get more time with his Pennywise than we do with, with Tim's, but there's, I know, there's something very intriguing about what Curry was doing. So leading up to the It Chapter 1, like I said, I was a big fan of the story already because I'd seen the Tim Curry version many times over the years. So that's kind of what I was going to base it. Like, is it as good as that one? No mm-hmm. way it could be as good as that one. Right. And it's funny that you mentioned the Jordy scene, actually, because that's a huge deal. That's probably my favorite scene in both movies mm. or one of my favorites. Um, and that scene particularly there's a big difference I agree in the way the two Pennywise and the two Georgies are the Georgie in the miniseries is is much more childlike and I think it's easier for me to feel sympathy for (laughs) where the new Georgie is a little bit more streetwise and realizes hey this is a clown in the sewer and still talks to him but anyway um, (laughs) the two so if I had to pick a favorite I would go with Bill's but there's something about Tim's I agree that is unsettling. And I think for me, a big part of that is he is really just a clown. Yeah. And he passed, like, if he were to walk by you on the street, you really wouldn't look twice at him because he just looks like a clown. Whereas Bill's looks off. Yeah. And, and there's no way to hide his, how eccentric he is, where, again, Tim is just kind of like a dude in a clown suit, which is scary. <laughs> yeah, there's again. Yeah, I go with the animalistic vibe versus just like you said, a dude in a clown costume who's going to kill you. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Just unsettling. It is. And another thing, you know, Pennywise versus Pennywise is the technology wasn't there to do some of the stuff Bill could. Right. So Tim relied much more on just being creepy and yeah. being in the back of scenery. Like, you know, Tim didn't have the scenes where his head would open and it was full of teeth and the deadlines. Right. So they're they're very different versions. They're both great. Mm-hmm. I would love it. Absolutely love it. If we had some kind of team up film with the two Pennywises. Never happen. No, I know. But yeah. you know, cancel every other Halloween movie. That's what you get. No. <laughs> that that would be awesome. That would be intense. I, I would. I, I pay for that. They are different. I, I like Bill for what Bill does. I think it's it's sinister magic. In a way. It, it is. It, it's a. It's yeah. It's sinister magic. Um, the the scene that I can I can still remember when I saw this in theaters. You know, what was it? 
six, seven years ago mm-hmm. now, um, was, uh, oh God, it's the scene when, when Beverly is in the bathroom with her, you know, when her dad, um, comes after her and then, you know, she knocks him out with the top of the toilet lid and then, you know, that whole thing was intense in and of itself. Mm-hmm. But then when she turns around and it's kind of a jump scare, but it's kind of just sort of a, a quick surprise and like Pennywise is right there and grabs her by the neck. The reaction in my theater, like, I mean, I thought people were going to lose their minds. <laughs> it was like, like you're screaming mm-hmm. and just like, because you were on such an adrenaline high from what was going on and, and you know, Bev fighting back against your dad to then like, holy shit, Pennywise is here. Like, like you needed, you need a breath. You did. There was, that's what you have. No, they just have pulled pedal to the metal. I was so processing. Did she just kill her dad? Did she just kill her father? And then you don't get to think about it. Pennywise Pennywise is here. Automatic death. Yeah, that's right. They're not even going to show her death. No. Um, Actually, on that point, that's a perfect transition. The adults in Derry, this Mm -hmm. is, I think, one of the, real unsung parts of these of these two movies is especially in comparison to the miniseries which i think doesn't showcase the dynamic as well uh or as as clearly um and certainly there's a you know forthcoming prequel series on on max which will hopefully dive more into the history of dairy and and what's going on with that um you know Hopefully it'll release at some point down the road. But um the adults in in Derry, they they seem to be a bit off and disturbed and downright creepy if you're talking about Beverly's father. Mm-hmm. Um what what do you think of the role of the adults in the film and how it relates to the larger story of of it and uh what's going on i didn't remember the parents being that way i think you, you think of it and your mind just automatically goes to you know that scene where he's dancing at the end yeah the flames yeah your, your mind just automatically goes there so re-watching it i, I was painting the parents i think it's an interesting contrast that no matter where these kids went they were monsters yeah whether it was a real monster in your home or mm-hmm. a monster that's chasing you Mm-hmm. And I thought that was interesting. It also speaks to the the town of Derry. Nothing is as it seems there. There was there's always some kind of evil. Even if you look at the Bowers kid, yeah, he was messed up completely. Ooh. And we get the impression his father was messed up. Mm-hmm. And then you also have the other kid. Um, what was his name? Was it Andrew? The kind of kind of he kind of like Adam Driver, the child. Oh yeah. Um, it, I, the name is escaping me. It's like it's Adam like, I or think, I think it rhymes with bottle rocket. His last name. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you know what I mean. I know. Yeah, yeah the yeah, Adam I, Driver lookalike. Yeah. yeah, the Adam Driver kid. So I thought that was an interesting contrast that they just can't escape this, right? And I think right. it's important because it also it makes the kids stronger when you get to the finale and they stand up to the the big bad that we see, right? Because it also gives them power to stand up to the other. Like in Beverly's case, we thought she killed her father. Right, Eddie just leaves his mom. There, there's yep. there's things that happen, and in ha- and in a way, they could thank Pennywise for the courage. Well, no, that that that's a great point because I had forgotten a lot of those 
added elements in the story because again your mind immediately goes to pennywise like it's i mean it's his movie but there's so much more than just the creepy clown that lives in yeah uh, it's one thing i was really taken with is this is a a beautiful coming of age story Mm -hmm. and you know sometimes i think those themes and messages get overlooked in in a horror movie because it's like, oh, it's all about the scares or it's all about the blood or the monster. And you have all of that in this movie. And and certainly it's firing on all cylinders in that regard. But I was really just impressed and, and just uh, taken with the whole story. Like these weren't sketches of, of characters. These were developed individuals with real stories and, like I said, there were scenes in the movie that I had forgotten about that in some ways were almost more terrifying and creepier than some of the stuff with Pennywise, like the creepy pharmacist, uh, you know, with Beverly or, or, you know, even Eddie's uh, mom in a way like they just, there's, there's such a, a creepiness that goes through the whole town. I mean, that scene when, when Ben is by on the bridge with uh with Bowers and, and the other oh, kids and, and the adults just drive by That's and a just dark scene. Like that whole scene, like 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 holy shit, like this movie has such a a, a a powerful punch. Like again, it's more than just a creepy clown who's eating children. Like it's I mean it's a startling commentary on on society, on how people look the other way and, and bury their heads in the sands or or just don't care. I mean, that was kind of what I, I took away from it. So just the uh, the apathy that is running through this town. I mean, it's it's like running water, it just doesn't stop. And it makes you wonder, was Pennywise the worst thing in Derry? I mean even, even when you go into this the second one, the opening, you know, they try to murder this guy. Exactly. Yep. They, if not, well, I mean, he was going to die either way, but anyway, well, no. finished him off sooner. No, I mean, he, he, many ways he probably, you know, you know, did, took him out of his misery that way. But it was now, like I'm mistaken. It's the same actor from the Flash and the Coffee Shop. Oh, I think you're right. I think it is. I think you're right. Yes. Um, so, but, you know, there's just a running theme in these movies, and I think it begs the question. You know. Is Pennywise coming 27 years later to cleanse or what's going on? Well, no, that's a, a, a honestly a, a fair point. I mean, you know, y- you can look at this movie on on many different levels. I mean, it, it again, it, it goes beyond just kids versus a mm-hmm. killer clown. And, and that's something that I really like about it. And, and I mean, something I love about any horror movie where we can sort of take a concept and really stretch it out as as far as it can go and i mean again just the idea that by the end of it and again spoiler alerts uh for anyone who hasn't watched the movie which i mean at this point if you're listening to this you've probably watched it um you know but the fact that they defeat pennywise and i've seen comments of course online because everybody has an opinion online um about the ending oh it's a weak ending and you know, it's, you know, they're Which killing ba- at the end of the second, one. Oh, the second one. Oh, they're killing baby Pennywise and like, oh, it's so silly. It's so stupid. Like, you know, the usual chatter from, you know, people in, you know, glass houses who have opinions on these things. But I, I, I have to say, I really like and respect that ending because it's, it, it kind of st- speaks to the whole reason of it that 
the the way you fight back against a, a bully is you make the bully the bully smaller and, and kind of in that larger sense you know pennywise being this bully representing the bullies in town like you have to stand up you have to be bigger than the bully in a way and and again maybe i'm taking this in such a uh, a direction maybe i you know I, I, maybe i'm the one that's out of touch with it but i i was sort of thinking like yeah they're 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 no longer afraid which is certainly established in the first mm-hmm. one but taking it to that next step like you know what we're we're, we're done with you we're, we're we're calling you out for your bullshit kind of a thing you know they're you know trash talking him in a way and maybe, maybe that was too much for 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 people i, I don't know but i i sort of like that's kind of an ingenious way to go like it's not the you know sort of the grand finish where like you know they're gunning him down or something like that but it's more of like a cathartic like you know you stand up to a bully you 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 don't back down from one i mean and i think that's you know a lesson that can be translated into real life you know you don't let the bully win by being bigger than uh you 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 know in many ways be as big as you know stand up for yourself and uh you know make the bully insignificant like i think the line is you know you're just a fucking clown or something or you know and like like yeah like damn right you know yeah he is just a clown um and the seeds for that were planted in the first chapter in chapter one i think the seeds were planted i am one of those people that do not like it though the ending (laughs) fair enough fair enough i think that at the end the ending to me is a little silly given we've seen what pennywise is capable of moments prior to this he was a gigantic spider creature (laughs) and now you guys just said he sucks and this is what happened (laughs) um but i I actually liked the idea that eddie would be the one that you know he throws the um i guess that's a piece of a fence the iron spear oh yeah the spear yeah i I thought that was cool then he gets impaled if they would have like talked trash to him while he was dying impaled i think i would have been fine with it Mm. but them pretty much taking him from giant spider to i don't know baby was odd to me (laughs) i will grant you it it is a bit anti-climactic and and i remember the first time i watched it i was like oh he's he's just a a baby clown like you know it was just (laughs) it was it it was a little weird because like you go like you said from you know spider pennywise to like infant penny with like tiny little hands and you know i mean yeah i mean i remember that being a turn off the first time that i watched was like oh that's kind of kind of a bit of a letdown there but i I, maybe because i i've watched them now back to back that i can kind of see like all right like you said the seeds were there um and so maybe that was why i was like oh yeah they, they're they're you know they're, they're fighting back against the bully they're making the bully you know literally and metaphorically smaller and whatnot i mean again i'm probably getting way too in much no, I, I think that was the intention that yeah. was the theme because we'd seen it even when like again beverly stood to her father and yeah. he stands up to his mother um I, I think those are the two biggest examples of the first one i don't Bill never interacted with his father again, which was kind of strange. Yeah, I thought that was... We only saw the parents once. Yeah, very briefly. Yeah, I don't remember seeing Richie's parents at all. No. And Stan's family was a quick look. So, you know, we saw the two examples. The seeds were there. It makes sense thematically for that to be the ending. 
Mm-hmm. I think just the execution was weird. No, that's fair. That's I, fair. I also think for me, Eddie being the one to take him out or, or start it made sense too because of what happens in the, the first one. Plus, Eddie's terrified to get near Pennywise. Right. No. I mean, that, that kitchen scene in the chapter one to me is Ooh. that is just a beautiful piece of cinema. That is, that is wonderful. I love when that refrigerator opens and the hands pop out like chef's kiss. That is, it's so cool. It's just a visual treat. That that's what it is. Yeah, it, it's visually stunning. And and, and that you know, as a as a sidebar, the cinematography of this film is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I was just again making quick notes when I was watching it that just like. Nothing is is static. It really flows from scene to scene, and and you know, th- there's almost like a like you know, if you've ever seen like the Andy Griffin show, like there's like a Mayberry quality mm-hmm. to Derry. But if Mayberry was like a cult or something, you know, there's sort of that. But Tim Burton was a resident it, there. So. That, that's right. You know, there's that that kind of creep factor. But Tim Burton's Mayberry. Yeah, like I, I was just so taken with just each shot and how even daylight could be unnerving and unsettling. Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, much of this film, I think probably maybe 90% of it, uh, maybe a little bit less takes place in, I want to say in broad daylight, but it's not a usual, like everything's at at night, you know, like I I, get two night scenes. Yeah. And I, I kind of, I'd like that in a horror movie where, we can play with with the time of day and you know what normally is scary at night, but then putting it out there in the sunlight or or, mm-hmm. or in daylight. That that's not hiding it. No, that's the thing. And, and again, maybe that's that speaks to the larger point of of the movie. But I I just really was taken by just how creepy it is with just those scenes in you know just a character walking like through a field like when eddie is walking home and he mm-hmm. passes the uh the 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 house and is like and of course you know he sees the uh the leper and whatnot, <laughs> which i mean that that's a wonderful scene Wait, even even the pharmacy the way it's shot is yeah meddling like in a way no everything is nothing is by accident there there is a mm-hmm. purpose to each uh each setup and each um each you know, motivation the the scene with mike sticks out to me when i think it's one of the first times we see mike and he gets he gets trapped in the alley across from that door oh yeah that was a, a very creepy scene again in broad daylight in no go ahead i was gonna say another thing about this movie and horror movies in particular we've seen a bunch of them a lot of them look like they were made for 20 bucks and the promise of a steak dinner at chili's <laughs> This does not look like that. No. This looks like there was a lot of money poured into it in all the right areas. Yeah. It, it, certainly there is CGI. Mm-hmm. It, it, you, you had to have it for some of Pennywise's uh, theatrics, so, shall we say. But, and again, that was maybe another point about me making that uh, it, it holds up really well. Like for you know, six, seven-year-old, movie the 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 effects in it are really strong mm-hmm. and, and again i think that is to your point you know no no uh no, no expense was was a was was cut short here 
No, they, it went to the right spots. I mean, it didn't. I guess that's also the thing about the second one, and maybe that's why we have the cast we have. We have a couple really well known people and a couple people I don't think I've seen since. Right. Right. No that's offense to him. No, <laughs> that that's a, no, that's a fair point. Um, which I mean, I I get it. You needed a, you needed perhaps some names uh, for a second one, but that almost makes me wonder: Would they have been better to have? I mean, I mean, I suppose it would have ballooned the budget, but either gone with all named actors for the roles, or had just gone with complete. Uh, unknowns i mean because it's not like the cast in the first film was a bunch of household names i mean you know, maybe um they're uh, still not actually. yeah i mean you know maybe the kid from stranger things i'm I'm forgetting his name um you know mike uh i was gonna uh, call him trevor because um, that's the name of ghostbusters now nah, there we go <laughs> yeah i mean he like he but even then like these weren't you know oh hey you know there's so-and-so in the movie like yeah, well, I mean, they're kid actors, but I think with kid actors, we give it a pass on No, that's fair. That's fair. Adult actors, we view differently because we're more likely to critique them. Yeah. That's <laughs> and also, the adult actors, I don't want to say they had they had to have more weight in this movie, but they kind of did. Because they were supposed to portray the kids after they experienced all this stuff. Yeah. And, you know, the guy who played um, older Ben... I don't know if he had more than one facial expression. No, I, 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 like I said, Ben was one of my favorite characters in the first mm-hmm. part. Uh, and I remember being really disappointed that what we got was, yeah. was older. But like I was like, wow, a bit of a downgrade for Ben. Like, a little bit. <laughs> just, you know, I was like, wow, like just, and it's a, you know, again, no disrespect to the actor, but like more than one facial expression might be a good thing. It would have helped. Yeah, I mean, th- that was the biggest distraction, I think, for me with with the second one. It's just the kids, they, they just, that spark is missing. Mm-hmm. That spark is missing. But I mean, like, I put it all in in you know, totality because, I mean, it, it is one movie, you know, even yes. though it is two separate films. It, it's It's one movie. And I mean, I would love to see a version of this spliced together mm-hmm. much like the the, the mini series just to sort of see it with that cohesive you know beginning to end um and and see if that impacts my overall feelings on the second part because uh you know the, maybe you know the disjointedness is like okay maybe that 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 adds to it but i i would be curious if they could you know, if it ever does come to fruition of of a of a you know four hour cut of this movie or something, I could have sworn Andy Muschietti did say he wanted to do that. I think you're right, but I don't. I guess it it hasn't happened yet. It maybe it won't. I you know, and, and now the time has passed. And rewatching them here, this the chapter two is unnecessarily long, in my opinion. I I know I keep picking on it. I, I like no, chapter two. No, but, you are right. I agree with that. But it is a little. It's a it's a little long. I don't know how you'd even put them together because chapter one is two hours. This one is roughly three. Yeah. I, I don't know where the cuts happen. And yeah. then, it, you know, you need the flashbacks in chapter two. They are very important. Those are some of my favorite parts uh, of the film. Just there's some heart in those parts. Yeah. 
like the thing with Richie at the arcade. Uh, yeah. The theater, that's an important scene yep. that maybe even should have been the first one. But I yeah. get why it couldn't be included. No, yeah. I mean, it's there was a lot in there that I mean, you could literally pull from it and put into chapter one, and it would just only enhance mm-hmm. the quality of chapter one. Um, it, it is interesting now, again, kind of with the context of both films, how you can look at seeds of you know what was planted in, in part one that ultimately came to fruition or didn't mm-hmm. in uh in in chapter two and you know you sort of look at things um you know in a different light uh you know kind of in the context of both films like you know eddie and, and richie's relationship which you know the first time you watch it you know that doesn't register but then once you see it together with part two like there's a nice there's a nice symmetry there that there is uh, and it hits you afterwards. <laughs> it, no, it. I was really feeling it the second. Like, oh, come on, like Eddie, don't, don't die. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> I forgot Eddie died. So when it happened, it was like it happened all over again for the first time. No, that's the thing. Like when uh, you you ha- you have not read the book, right? Correct. I, I've only seen the miniseries. Right. So I read the book after the fact. Um, just, it was one of those things like I had, I always started it, but then I never, I never finished it. Cause it, it's like, you know, 1200 pages. I mean, it's oh, a, really? it's, it's a book. It's a, like it's a task. tome. It's a tome. Um, but I, I made it my, my mission after seeing the, the 2017 film to, hmm. to, to read it cover to cover because I wanted to see more of it. And, um, you know, it, the film definitely takes a lot of creative liberties, which I appreciate. Like the Eddie Ritchie relationship is not in the book. That was okay. all um, a, a decision uh, for, uh, for the films. Um, a lot of other choices were made, like the scene with, with Ben in, in the library where it's sort of like the, you know, old, uh, you know, citizen of dairy with the head blown off coming after him in in the in the book and i think even in the mini series uh it's like a bunch of old monster movie Mm -hmm. characters like dracula or maybe the wolfman and you know things like that as well as the, the 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 time setting like it's 1952 or something in both the book and uh, in in the miniseries and then like the flashback or the you know the latter part is you know late 80s or early yeah. 90s or something like that and it's it just it was sometime in the 80s yeah so i mean there, there's there's those sort of uh differences i mean and, and there's some other other ones as well i mean you know again spoiler alert uh <laughs> you know for anyone if, if you haven't read it but like the relationship of the kids is a little bit more interesting and and it sure is yeah i mean i've read about that okay so all right so yeah for those of you you know with uh you know with the sensitive ears you can you know turn off right now you know earmuff time um they have an orgy in in the book and and like you know i remember when i got to that part because i had no idea when i i (laughs) know that was a surprise i don't know how i you know again maybe it just like now I feel like it's commonplace. Everybody knows it, but mm-hmm. 
at the time I did not, I wasn't aware of it. I said, like, oh, okay, read the book. And then, you know, get to the part where they decide to, you know, have a, a group orgy. And it's like, okay, wait a minute. Okay, that, that clearly wasn't in the movie and I can see why. Like it's, it, you know, I've read why Stephen King included that mm-hmm. in the book. I, I you know, it, it's one of those situations where it's, it's so out of left field that I, I sort of question the, the the necessity of it. And again, I come from someone who's like, you know, let, you know, don't, you know, be prudish when it comes to like, you know, sex scenes and movies and whatnot. But like, I, I guess like in reading it, it, it was just so unexpected. Like it, it almost just felt like it was there for the sake of a, well, we just got to have some kind of a weird sex scene in the book. Like, I, I don't know. It was just, it was, it was a choice. I guess that's what I would say. And correct me if I'm wrong. That happens to defeat Pennywise. More or less, yeah. It's which is even weird. <laughs> like I said, it, it's a, it's an odd. Like again, you could never have had it in the movie. Like it just, mm-hmm. like I don't even think. Yeah, I, I don't recall it even being mentioned in the miniseries. So, like, it no, was they, they whoever wrote these scripts saw that and ran. Yeah, they were not touching that with a ten foot pole. You know, thank you. No, it, it's unnecessary. Like, it's it's. it's I don't know. It, it, that's what it is. It's it's just weird. It's a weird. very weird inclusion. And, and like, you know, I get it. It's it's a it's a horror book, so you're going to have kind of the unexpected. But like, when I got to that part, it was like, okay, I did. For some reason, did not see this. Like, there's no setup to it, so it's just like, okay, here we go. You know, I remember when the first one was being made. That was a big question around the internet: What are they going to do with the ending? Because everybody, you know, they're not going to do that. Yeah, the no, shouldn't even done that. No, no. Like I said, I mean, you know, it's it's a it's an odd choice. It's an I would, odd. I would think if Stephen King had the chance to go back. And like revise the book, he would probably remove it, or I would hope he would. I would, I would think so. I, I, I would hope that he would do that. Yeah, I would hope so. And even going into it, I was like, well, what are they going to do with the ending? How? Because I, I don't remember the ending of the miniseries as well anymore. But I know it's different from what the movie does. That is a that's actually a perfect segue. The the miniseries, the ending of of Pennywise, like. It is, in my opinion, the definition of anticlimactic. Like, it just sort of happens. And I get it. You're dealing with a TV budget. It's not yeah. going to be as elaborate as something on the, on the screen. But I remember feeling like throughout the whole movie, Pennywise is this threat. He's this, you know, force of nature. And then the way he goes out, it's like it's almost an afterthought in a way. And that is something I like about the second part, especially is that they incorporate Pennywise into the alien spider thing versus yeah. just like in the miniseries, it's just some like weird creature. Yeah. Like it's not really explained. I'm glad that they kept that. Cause that's another thing in the book where it's sort of like, you know, it's, you know, the clown is just a facade and like once the facade goes away you see it for what it is and I, again i think for that yeah i for like that cinematic value i'm glad they kept the clown 
uh, as a factor because like you need that you know it's you want to see that identifiable villain it has to be also a, a testament to bill skarsgård because he's just so good yeah why would you take him away from him? well exactly exactly and, and you can have the alien aspect and him so there's no reason to have one there plus with the way the alien aspect is presented as the deadlights I don't know how you would have had them fight these balls of light. Yeah. That's right. That's you, good you, you really needed the avatar. You, you got to have the clown. You got to have the clown. Yeah. The, the, the twirling. It's cool and all, but you, you got to have it. You got to have that physical thing. Yeah. You need the avatar. Do you have a favorite version of this story? I think I probably know the answer, but I'm just. Oh, yeah. It's 2017. Yeah. That, that is my favorite. It, it's. I want to say it's nearly flawless, and in a way, if the like, if we never got chapter two and chapter one was it, like the studio said, you know what? <laughs> no, we're done. You're gonna put them in an orgy. We're done. Right. I, I would have been cool with just chapter one because I, I really do love that movie. I think it is nonstop. Every scene is like a walking into a haunted house or something. Yeah, you're not allowed to breathe in chapter one. Oh, I co-sign that entirely it, it, it doesn't let up mm-hmm. it is a thrill ride from beginning to end and i and i agree with that it, this could have been a one and done movie it, it, it is complete. it does even though you know there's a, a second part and, and it, you, know, you don't have the grand finish per se with pennywise the way the movie ends like i yeah, I, I would have been satisfied if that was just it like mm-hmm. it, it's that thrilling and and everybody ends on on sort of a nice upbeat note uh which i mean i not that there isn't that at the ending of of chapter two but it's it's lessened in a way it is (laughs) i mean for reasons we said but also the thing with the thing with stan i think kind of dampers the mood too it does. It's like a heartwarming thing. Like, oh, okay, you knew you couldn't show up, so you killed yourself. I don't know. Yeah, that's like the, the intention. It pulls on the heartstrings, but again, the execution is like, why? 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 Was it yeah. that way in the book too? I'm trying to remember. I I want to say yes. Okay, but but I I think it's. I almost want to say there's there's more context to it. Like this felt just sort of shock for the sake of shock. Yeah. And I don't even know if we needed the explanation. No, like in many ways it was almost the movie works fine without it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I'd have to go back and, and double check it, but I, I almost think there's more there's more validity to it in the book. But you know. To me also, to be made. Yeah. <laughs> to me also, Stan, I don't think is a major part of chapter one. Yeah, he's there, but he's not as prominent as Bill, Beverly, even um Eddie. Eddie mm-hmm. has a lot more to do than Stan does, I think. Oh yeah. And, and maybe that's what it is too, in a way. Yeah, yeah, he he always felt like a a background character just an extra character yeah like you know they gotta have that extra you know friend but yeah i maybe if we had more time with him in the first one it might have more 
weight, but mm-hmm. it's it's sort of like, well, okay, he would we weren't really connected with him from the get-go. Like, I mean, he really only has that one scene by himself. Everything else is either kind of, you know, in the context of the group or just, you know, in the background. Even when Pennywise almost eats his face, I don't find myself caring as much. No, I, I felt the same way. Like, I was like, oh, wait, does he die? I'm like, oh, no, wait, he survives. Yeah, it's not like kill a kid or that's how I mean. It's just, no, 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 the, no. The weight wasn't there. Like, if he would have killed Eddie or, or Richie or even Mike, is like, no. I, I think, I mean, that's always the challenge when you have a large ensemble is that is. There's, there is so much time. There's only so much time. And, you know, it's like, yeah, you could probably, you know, stretch the movie out. But like the, the, the I guess you would say the primary characters that are focused on kind of contribute to the overall narrative of it anyway. Mm-hmm. So like, why, why mess with that? Yeah. And, and actually think about it. Stan does have a cool scene in chapter two, but again, it's just not enough. Yeah, when he's doing the the bar mitzvah and he walks out and I'm a fucking loser and I always oh yeah that. yeah that, 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 that is a great that was a good moment that was a good moment we just needed more of that I guess is what I mean yeah a few more added beats might have mm-hmm. gone a long way to strengthen his character yeah, and then at the you know, like I said at the end it, it dampens the mood because it's supposed to be a happy ending we defeated Pennywise it is gone Derry feels better we can all remember stuff Mike gets to leave the the library and then oh by the way. <laughs> Read that depressing letter. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I I remember finishing it the other night. I was like, "Wow, this." I, I don't have the same kind of bounce in my step as I did after <laughs> it, you know, chapter one. And like that, I was like, "Wow, this is this is such a great movie." I remember why I love it so much. And then it's right. like, "Oh well, it's I guess it's good they all lived happily ever after." Some of them really did. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and, and like at the end of chapter one, it's not even that happy of an ending because there's a sense of impending doom. No, that's the thing. It's not like it's sunshine and roses. But well, you know Pennywise will return because he's not he just jumps down a well because he's tired of getting hit. Right. <laughs> but there's again it goes back to what you said. There's something final about that that first part yeah, that it just works. It does. Again, I I and maybe that is just the strength of, of the kids and and their performances mm-hmm. and 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 that camaraderie that maybe that's what makes it work so well and and you know the second one where it's supposed to be so jubilant that Pennywise is gone it's like yeah but we don't have the same connection with these right. okay we'll just see how this thing goes that's right yeah all right here we go again we'll get through it but maybe we'll get another look at Pennywise or something right you know <laughs> yeah post credit scene yeah maybe it's hiding in the sewers with right. another Georgie. Yeah. Now, honestly, I was expecting them to to pull something out of the hat with, I with chapter two. I figured, okay, there's clearly going to be a franchise now. They'll they'll find a way to bring him back. But I mean, I I guess I have to give it to them in that regard that they 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 didn't take any more liberties and were like, no, we're we're keeping him dead. I do think Pennywise is a character you can have a franchise with, but at the same time, you're gonna have to work with the twenty seven year time frame. That's yeah. So you're gonna end up with like Pennywise and Blade Runner 2049, right? <laughs> Which is a cool concept, if I, I might mean, I might would, add. Imagine him taking over the big screen like Under Armas had. That would be terrifying would and be cool something. at the same time. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm in for that. It's just it's an odd idea. No, I get it. I mean, at this point, you know, why not? You know, I suppose. Well, then again, well, we don't know what he does every 27. Maybe he's just hanging around. 
Well, yeah, that's the thing. That's again, something that's never explained. Um, that's actually a perfect segue. Uh, there is a prequel series, as I mentioned in mm-hmm. development. Um, I, I don't think they've started shooting or no, did they? They did. They, they did start. Cast. They did. Yeah. Maybe that's, I, everything's running together at this point, but, um, there is a prequel and it's uh, called welcome to dairy. And I believe it is set in the fifties and it's again, meant to sort of serve as a, a prequel, if you will, to, uh, to the, the two, uh, uh, preceding films. Now we have no idea if Pennywise will make an appearance. I expect that, uh, uh, the famous clown will be there in some capacity because you can't <laughs> do it do it without having Pennywise show up. But uh, Chris, do you have any uh, any hopes expectations for this uh, prequel? Because I mean, this is something that I'm certainly looking forward to. I know you are mm-hmm. as well because it continues the storyline. I mean, like you said, I think Pennywise could become a franchise you know, monster, you know, movie monster in the same way as you know Michael or Freddy or somebody and you know, this, you know, maybe this is the first step uh, in that direction. It might be, you know, it's just that he's, he's been holding to that 27 time thing. Yeah. Um, also, I just looked up on IMDb. It is in the 60s. Okay. And it's set to premiere next year. It has uh, Marilyn Stowe is, Stowe is in it, uh, James Remar. I know him as Raiden from Mortal Kombat 2, not the best performance, but. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's got a full cast, I guess. It's okay. post direct, but it actually says Andy Muschietti directed it, which I think is interesting. Oh wow! Okay. I, I, I don't know if that's real or not. Um, my expectations for the show, though, I just want it to be good. Right. I mean, <laughs> that's my main thing, and I don't think you can capture the lightning in a bottle type thing they had with Chapter One, as far as the cast goes. No, but if they could build a good chemistry between the characters that will go a long way mm-hmm. because even if we don't see, let's say it's a six episode series. Let's say we don't see Pennywise till the last 35 seconds of episode six. Hopefully it will still be worth it because right. the cast sold it. So that's really yes. my only expectation. Give me a good story with characters I like, and I'm happy. And like a bonus, please throw Pennywise. <laughs> right. Yeah. What I, I, I co-sign that what I like about whatever this show is going to be is that it's, I would assume original material. This is, is again not based on any any book, any 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 other story. So it's kind of gives them some freedom to run with it in mm-hmm. a way, and and you know maybe play with the mythos uh, in a way that might you know open up new possibilities. I, I'm I, I'm eagerly awaiting this show whenever it it premieres. Uh, you know once uh, once things get back up and 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 rolling, but. Uh, yeah, we'll have to stay tuned on on, on that regard. But uh, Pennywise is a Pennywise is not done yet. Uh, I would say no. I, I like I said he he's a good he's a good movie villain. So or movie monster, uh, and, and we need more of that, especially creepy clowns. Creepy clowns sell, especially ones like this that can be anything. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you know, he's a lemur and or a leper in one moment, or he's a you know. A, that painting painting that 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 painting is that that's another scene that i was really unnerved by that again i haven't seen this movie in in its entirety for a couple years and when that painting like i mean it's just it's creepy it is so weird and just the the mood and the music and the 
the way it is shot, it's it would make me think twice about going into my office tonight. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the old lady, I think, was also pretty unsettled. When Beverly, oh, the adult Beverly goes to the apartment. Oh my god! The apartment. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that that was probably my favorite scene in part two. Oh really? I really liked that scene. Yeah. That, I remember that scene was the trailer. Like it didn't have a regular trailer. It was a no. That was the that whole scene. Yeah, and I remember saying, "Wow, this is really good." Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, this is this is chapter two. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I am in. That's right. Don't have to sell me anymore. Right. I, I hope the series it captures stuff like that. Yeah, I, I think you've got to have those those moments, especially given that it's coming from an established uh you know, two films. You've got to have something to give it that that weight. Otherwise it's like okay, what what is this then? You know, welcome to dairy. It might as well be welcome to, you know. Middleton or something. Welcome you know? to Buffalo. Welcome to Buffalo. <laughs> and I would think that it's the same universe too, but I, I would, I would, I would imagine. But I suppose that'll be a that'll be a surprise once we find out. Yeah, hopefully we find out sooner rather than later. Amen to that, uh, Chris. Any um, any particular scenes from again both films or even from the miniseries that you uh, you know sort of stick out in your memory the opening with georgie i i love that i love both versions of that scene yeah and now i've come to appreciate the differences in them yeah and also like you get the differences between pennywise right away too right tim's is more talkative bills is more action he bit that kid's arm off yep uh that scene the what you mentioned the bathroom scene earlier badly i thought she meant the blood one because that's the scene i was thinking. oh that's another one oh my god yes yeah, with young Beverly, not the young, no, not the old. Yeah, no, yeah, that that's, scene is amazing. I love with that the hair coming in. That that's really cool. Um, that Eddie with the leper, <laughs> that one's kind of funny too because it's what it is. You know, not that it, it the leper is funny, but no, Eddie's but, response and knowing yeah. the character. Yeah, it's a perfect scene. Yeah, the banter between uh, Richie and everybody else is great. Yep. And that kitchen scene when the fridge oh. opens, like I said earlier top tier and the second one there's a mix of stuff i think but yeah there's a lot to like in the second one particularly um the flashbacks of course i love those and i actually like the encounter with uh eddie and the bowers guy oh that's right that's a good i I do like yeah that's a good saying yeah i like that one yeah that that actually throwing the spear thing oh yeah that of course no, yeah, the Bauer scene actually—that was a nice. I mean, that wasn't a nice moment, but it was a—it was a. It was a gentleman. Yeah, it 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 that felt like it was a continuation mm-hmm. in a way, like it there was that I don't know camaraderie, but it was just it was that it felt like okay, this is these are these two characters grown up. Yeah, and I, I like that it also it kept showing the sickness of Barry continues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I mean there was. Bowers was crazy, and he didn't. Yep. He didn't realize that. And he just thought he was an asshole. Yeah, and then yeah. no, he something's wrong with him. Not this. Yeah. Uh, also, the, I forgot the Chinese. There's the scene at the Chinese restaurant. Yeah, that I really do like that scene. That's even a nice the, scene. Yeah, even if the actors aren't my favorite, I like it. No, it's it's a good. It's a it's a nice. I mean, some people say, "Oh, it slows the pacing down," but like you kind of need those you those know. moments, and that's a perfect 
opportunity to kind of bring everybody back together and and just like it, it, there's some generally funny moments mm-hmm. in that scene. I mean, you know, Bill Hader, he's a, a highlight of, of of the film. He he really yes. is a gem. I mean, his his intro when he's on the stage. I mean, just a <laughs> the just a perfect way to introduce uh, a grown up version of Richie. Yeah, and that scene is also a version of that is in the miniseries too. Yes. So I like the connectivity between the two. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of of night, a lot of nice overlaps mm-hmm. um, between the two. I mean, I, I again, I, I prefer the 2017 one. I think it's just a it, it's just a better cinematic experience overall. It had much uh, more going for it. It did. It it really did. And, and I mean, I can remember when it was announced, people were like, "Oh, you know, you, you aren't going to top, you know, the you know the Tim Curry one. Oh, it's oh the waste of time." And well, I mean. You know, box office receipts. You know, say otherwise. I mean, you know, it, it, that's the thing. I mean, people loved this movie, and and again, I still see it on on many lists now. You know, six seven years later. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it's really impressive that again, it feels like it was decades ago that this movie came out, but uh, it's really impressive that it's managed to to catch on uh in such a strong way i mean i i've still seen you know people in pennywise costumes around halloween i was gonna say the merchandising has been a juggernaut for this movie too because yes yeah, so you still see pennywise costume you still still see georgie costume with just the raincoat and the balloon yep and yep. also the the amount of toys there are oh my god it's crazy yeah there are so many versions of the bill skarsgård pennywise yeah it's, it's amazing no, I mean the, the, everything from you know full-on action figures to mm-hmm. you know bobbleheads, statue. statue. I mean, it, it's it's amazing, and, and truly, that speaks volumes right there. Mm-hmm. That speaks volumes right th- right there. I mean, he he is an icon as far as I'm concerned, a horror movie icon, and you know, I mean, again, I I would. You know, I suppose it probably depends who you know you ask, but I mean, if if I had to guess, I would say in the you know that term the general audience's eyes Skarsgård is probably viewed as the definitive take on on Pennywise and again that doesn't you know diminish Tim Curry at all but I think just in terms of like you can't help but run into Bill's version of 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 Pennywise it's it's everywhere it is and I think Tim's is so dated now we're so far removed from yeah yeah. That a lot of people haven't seen it or don't know it exists. Right. And, and and truth be told, if you put them side by side, you don't know it's the same character now. No, they, that's they that's a good point. Very different. That's They're both very, clowns, but that's about it. That's a no, it's a very good point. It's a very good point. Yeah, it, it's really I mean, it's it's almost in name only at, at it, this it point. It kind of is. And and Bill's has a lot more personality than Tim's did. He does. Yeah. He's he very does. animated. He has stuff. <laughs> even when he's more muted in the second one or he's more clown like he's still got there's that work. yeah he truly is pennywise the the dancing, the dancing clown. clown yeah, yeah which it, is, fits. it does it, they really uh played upon that i would say i just saw that other scene i love when you see him without the makeup and he's putting it on and as he's speaking he's putting more and more and then oh scratches. that's that's terrifying it's so good <laughs> Yeah, that, that that's another good that's another good one. I forgot about that. And th- there's that scene in the um, 
the fun house the in, with the mirrors oh yeah that's another good one that's some dark scene. that's the, the that that's probably one of the darker scenes in both films i would say i think that's one of the darkest scenes we have in most well, no, it, it, that's a very good point. You basically, see a yeah. child explode. <laughs> yeah. Now that was that was a lot. That was that was intense. Yeah, I forget that. That's that's another creepy. That that's probably the creepiest thing. It really and is unsettling. The buildup to it is is nuts because you don't really think Pennywise is going to be able to break through that glass. No, no. You think the kid's going to find a way out, or Bill's going to figure it out? No, no. The kid is gone. No. I mean, it's right there. They don't leave anything to the imagination. They do not. They do not. And again, they don't let you breathe. No, I mean, that's what I like about whenever Pennywise is on. I mean, certainly in the first one, it is a roller coaster ride from beginning yes. to end. I mean, it, it, there were no moments to pause. Certainly the second one takes a little bit more time. And, and again, that adds to the length of it. But I like how anytime Pennywise is on, you don't have a moment to catch your breath. It is pure adrenaline all the time. You have no idea what he's going to do. No, you don't. You there's don't. Some, there's some scenes he surprises you by not actually doing anything. He's just talking. No, like, that's... The, like the scene with Richie when he's on, sitting on top of that statue. I know yeah. your secret. He's not doing anything. No, he's just talking. Mm-hmm. He's, no, again, the little things with his performance go a long way. Like, even just I'm thinking about that scene in the in the sewer or in the storm uh, drain where uh, when he meets Georgie, like the things he does with his lips and like, you know, the, the drool. Like it's you've probably seen his audition video. Uh, I don't know if, I if you it, it's worth checking out. Um, I know there were other actors that were in consideration. I I almost think there was somebody else that was cast. There was. It was uh, Will Poulter. Thank you. Um, I've never seen his uh, uh, audition. I don't know if they've ever released his or not. Because he, he didn't. I don't think they've, uh, they've released it. Or his makeup test. That's what I want to see. Yeah. But, I mean, just watching Bill without the makeup and just reading some of the lines, I, I mean... You can see why he got the part. It, it, it like it's unnerving just like watching him in like playing clothes act like that. I'll have to watch that. I don't it, think uh, I've seen it. It's, it's I, it, I might have blacked it out. I don't know. You know. It's like it's worth checking out. Like I said, just you can see he's doing that thing with his eyes, which again was not a which was not a trick. So I mean, you know, folks at home, next time you watch it, watch how his eyes move around, and that's that's not a a camera trick or some CGI. That that's him doing that with his eyes. He puts so much into the performance. I don't want to say he's like a character actor because I don't think he is. No. But, but he treated this role like he was. Uh, no, I mean, I remember watching one of the, the documentaries about it and like the kids at one point were like generally terrified of him because he was like keeping to himself. He wasn't talking to them. I mean, he really put in all that effort to like, scare them that first time they were all together because i think the first scene they shot uh with all of the kids was that scene in the house where they all confront him so like it was that you know build up to you know get everybody on on edge that you know pennywise is showing up but like i mean i i I don't think i've ever seen any behind the scenes footage of like him and pennywise 
you know, attire, like, you know, talking with the crew or something. I've like never that. seen anything like, like that. Like, I mean, there's a I photo. I don't want to see that. <laughs> no, you don't want to see it because there's a photo that makes the rounds every so often of Tim Curry, like, standing with, like, a parker over his shoulder and a cigarette in his mouth. Yeah. He's in, like, the full Pennywise attire. And <laughs> and that's fun. But... It's, yeah, but, like, you don't want to see Pennywise, you know, just shooting the breeze or something. I can't even imagine it. I wouldn't think it's Pennywise. No, it's like, okay, who, who the hell is this guy? That must be Bill's stunt double. That's right. That's and I imagine right. he had a stunt double for something in this movie. I would imagine the amount of uh, you know jumps and whatnot that's going on. Yeah, unless he did it all himself, which wouldn't surprise me. Contorted himself into a pretzel and put himself in the refrigerator. I'd like to see how they did it, actually. I know. I, I've never been able to find any kind of you know, behind-the-scenes clips or footage of how that was done. Because that, again, is one of those things of just... Pure, pure cinematic joy. Generally, I don't like to know how the sauce is made with things, but I'm just kind of curious. How did they do that? How did they do that? I don't think it's CGI, like all CGI. No, maybe a little bit here and there, but there's something was going on there. And and, it's it's just a really cool camera trick. Yeah, that's probably it. It just wiser wiser minds, uh, I guess. But uh, it's that that whole scene is uh, it's a chef's sketch. It's a chef's sketch. Absolutely wonderful. So, uh, so Chris, any uh, any final thoughts on uh, on it? I love it. <laughs> as as a whole, because I think you take the good in with the bad, of course. And as a yeah. whole, these are two just fantastic horror films. Because there's there, like you mentioned earlier, it's not just about the scares. Yeah, there's more to these films. There's a camaraderie with the kids. There's personalities there. There's more going on. There's a deeper um, storyline at hand with just how screwed up dairy is. Mm-hmm. And if you pay attention, it's there. It's a rewarding experience, I think, to watch both films back to back just because you get more out of them. Right. And this is something I will continue to visit. And I cannot wait for Welcome to Dairy. That's a that's a perfect, perfect way to end it. Um, one final uh note because i i saw this question on on twitter the other day or x or whatever the heck they're calling it now social media platform number you know <laughs> 3002 uh, um i i believe this ca- uh, came from the uh the epic film guys but um so shout out to them for this this question but uh this is a stephen king uh adaptation mm-hmm. and there's been countless Stephen King films over the uh, over the years, and and uh, I would say some good ones. Uh, in this case, some uh, you know not so uh, not so good ones. Uh, outside of it, do you have a favorite Stephen King adaptation? Salem's Lot. Oh, very nice. Very nice. I like Salem's Lot quite a bit. The original, not not the Rob Lowe one. I I didn't hate the Rob Lowe one, but it's not my favorite. The original Salem's Lot is pretty awesome. Yeah, that's a very that's a good one. Uh, I I would go with either. I mean, I know he hates it, but I I love The Shining. I think mm-hmm. that is a that's a good one. Uh, I also like Christine and Misery. I love Christine. Christine is really I I I find myself watching that at least once a year around Halloween. I believe I saw that when I was like ten years old. <laughs> They're like this is the best thing ever. It, it's great. It is yeah, real. Christine is 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 really good. Yeah, it's Do you like Doctor Sleep? You know, I do when I don't. 
Hmm. You know, I, I, I like parts of it, I guess is what I would say. Um, it's, it's hard to follow up in my view, the shining, because it is such, uh, I mean, it's a, it, it's a tour de force uh, of a film. And, you know, like I mentioned, you know, Stephen King is not a big fan of that adaptation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Kubrick certainly took a lot of liberties with, with the story and with the, with the film, but I, I think what it is, that movie made such an impression on me that I, I kind of found myself like going in like, like a, you know, a critique sheet with doctors that are like, Oh, you know, not, 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 not good there, you know, bad for like, and maybe that's being unfair to the movie. Um, you know, I, I have the book and I, I, I'm sad to say I've never actually, I've never actually finished it. I I've started it, but just, you know, you start something and it just life gets in the way, but, the <laughs> you know, so I, I, I should finish the book just to kind of compare the two because it it wasn't that I was down on the movie, but it was it was okay. Hmm. Okay, I was curious. No, do do you have a take on it one way or the other? I actually love Doctor Sleep. And oh, that fair. This might get me crucified. Uh oh. I prefer Doctor Sleep over The Shining. Oh, those those are <laughs> those might be strong words. Uh, yeah, for any, prefer... no, <laughs> no, fair though. No, that that that's fair. I mean, what I if I'm if memory serves me, I think Dr. Sleep might take more cues from the book, even though it is a kind of a sequel to The Shining. It's, it, yeah, it's pretty much a sequel, but you don't have to see the Yeah, you don't have to watch The Shining. Maybe that, yeah, that's what it is. It's not loose or anything, but you don't have to. They explain yeah. what you need to know. Right. No, yeah, that's a good point. And you and McGregor's great. I mean, you can't. He is in Rebecca Ferguson. Oh, she's fantastic. No, she's the highlight yes. for, for me of that film. She is she is flawless in it. Absolutely mm-hmm. flawless. She's actually kind of creepy in it, which is not something I, I would expect from Rebecca Ferguson. No. That's a, no, she usually doesn't have the creep factor. No, you, you think that's like a role for Mia Goth or something? No, seriously. <laughs> oh, Mia Goth in a, in, a, in a Stephen King film, that would be... That'd be something. That needs to happen. Let's remake Misery with her. There we oh there I'm sold. I don't even know I'm if sold. I want to watch that. <laughs> I, I think that would be I mean if if you've seen Pearl, dear God. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I want to watch that. Dear God. <laughs> I, you know, I mean Kathy Bates is, is creepy as Annie, but that this might be a whole a whole other level. Yeah, it's a new layer of the story. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. The uh, the X rated version. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> uh no just uh, you know figured you know since uh you know when in rome talk about talk about stephen king uh since of course this is uh this is spooky season but uh chris before i before we get out of here um what are uh first where can people find you and then uh what are you doing for uh for halloween what are you doing for spooky season so every well not every but the last few years on during spooky season i have dedicated the month to watching like a certain franchise I've nice. done the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, the Halloween movies, which are probably my favorite so far that I've done <laughs> um, by default. Uh, this year, I'm deciding what I'm going to watch. I was all, I'm thinking I might just watch as many schlocky vampire movies as possible. Fair which enough. Which I've done plenty of times over the years, but anyway, <laughs> that's kind of the plan for spooky season. Nice. Um, you guys can follow me and follow all that crap on X or Twitter, whichever you want to call it, 
at that Chris Evan zero. You could also follow the podcast I do with my buddy Emmett Davis over at Gia the Geeks. And Bill, I believe, is going to plug our other thing. That's right. Um, as, as I have indicated, uh, friends and listeners, this is spooky season here uh, at Phil at the Movie. So it is going to be scary movies from now until October 27th. So if this is not your cup of tea, I just say bear with me because uh, November we'll be back to regular programming. But for uh, pretty much the month of half of September and all through October, it's going to be scary movies all the time. So uh, I'm definitely enjoying this time of year and I've got my uh, my horror catalog already pulled out and, and ready for the watchathons. But uh, again, all the uh, social media handles that you can find in the show notes. And I do encourage you, if you haven't had your fill of me uh, with this show, uh, check out the show that I do with Chris Evans and um, and Anthony Caruso. We uh, talk all things DC. Uh, it's called DC Unlimited, and we just have a great time. Uh, we're all, you know, we're, we're three Batman fans, so that kind of helps with the uh, the discussions a lot. But uh, it's a lot of fun, and and I encourage you to uh, to check that out as well. But uh, that is all that I have for you today, Chris. Want to thank you as always for coming on the show, and uh, we'll look forward to having you back real soon. I'm sure. Thanks for having me. And that does it for today's episode of Phil at the Movies. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. I'll be back next week, and we'll do this all over again for the love of scary movies.